Good morning. I have the pleasure to start this debate with the introduction um, and to tell you a little bit about how the project started and where we're heading next. We started the project in September 2011, so we're just finishing our second year. The project will last for three years, so we have one more year to make sure that we have a chance to incorporate all the suggestions and comments that we hope to receive today. This is our first international trip to present the project, and we really, really wanted to do this here in Brazil, because this is where the literature on coalitional presidentialism has started. I'll begin my presentation with a quick introduction to the presidential, uh, presidential debate and the evolution of it for the past 20 years. Then I'll briefly talk about what we know about coalitional management already. Then I'll briefly speak about the research objectives of the project. We'll follow a little bit with the theoretical claims that we hope to advance. And finally, we'll give you a brief introduction to the data collection that we have conducted. My presentation will be fo followed by a number of presentations of my colleagues who will present our first results from three different regions, nine countries. Over the past 20 years, the debate on presiden presidentialism went through a number of very important stages. It has evolved from a stage where we thought that the presidential systems could not last and that they were doomed for collapse to the stage where we are right now, where we know that presidential system could be very successful. This is in part thanks to the ability of the presidents to form and maintain coalitions in multi-party systems successfully. Today we already know a little bit about how the system functions, and this is in large part thanks to a lot of scholars that have been born and worked in Brazil. Just to give you a little bit of flavor of what we already know. Today, we already know that the formation and survival of coalitions depend on legislative powers of the president that are frequently given by the Constitution. We also know that the, that the size of the president's own party really matters in how he manages the coalition. We also know that it's very important how the cabinet positions are distributed among parties in the cabinet. We also know that the selection and appointment of non-partisan ministers, what we refer to as technocrats, to the, to the cabinet influences the governing style of the president. We also know that the presidential coalitions tend to erode to toward the end of the electoral cycle. So we, we know that the timing really matters. And finally, we also know that the very existence of a dominant pro-presidential faction in the legislature creates a new meta-cleavage in political life to which we can simply refer as ins versus outs or the government versus the coalition, uh, versus the opposition, I'm sorry. Even though debate has grown significantly in the past 20 years, we think there are a, still a couple of shortcomings that we have hoped to address in our project. First, we think that a lot of literature that has been done so far has been wonderful, but tended to focus only on one tool at a time, only on one strategy that the president tend to use to build or uh, manage coalition at a time. 
very frequently the literature focused on one region or one country, so it's typically Latin America, thus being a little bit divorced from the local context and not being able to compare different systems across countries. We also find that so far we have been focusing mostly on the formal tools that the presidents use to build coalitions and have ignored the informal strategies that can also be employed. Our project hopes to contribute to already fastly growing literature by asking two main questions. We pose two objectives. The first one, we would like to uncover and analyze the tools, the strategies that the presidents use to form and maintain coalitions. And the second one, we would like to assess the consequences of these tools, these strategies, for a wider democratic system. We know that the presidents can build coalitions to sustain presidential system, but we would really like to know the effect of these strategies that they have on the wider democratic system in the country. My colleague and I in the project made two, uh, make four very important claims, we think. The first one, we argue that the presidents are equipped with a toolbox, with a set of tools, set of strategies that they can use and that allows them to form and maintain multi-party coalitions. We argue that the presidents tend to use five main, what we call five key tools to govern with multi-party systems. And sometimes they don't use all the tools, all the strategies at the same time, but they use them in different mixtures. And that can vary across presidents, across time, across contexts, across countries, and across regions. We also argue that some tools could be used in substitution of the other tools. And finally, we argue that the tools that enhance presidential power, the tools that allow the president to maintain a coalition, can also sometimes, under certain conditions, erode legislative capacity affect horizontal accountability, transparency, and party systems. So what is in this toolbox? What are the strategies? What are we referring to? So far we focus on five main tools. The first one is the legislative powers of the president. The second one is the ability of the president to use the budget, the control over public spending. The third one is the ability of the president to allocate cabinet portfolios to different parties. The fourth one is what we call partisan powers of the president, or to what extent the president can control his own party. And finally, we have a category that we would like to look at in more details, which is a category of informal tools and formal strategies that could be used. And here we're talking about clientelism, paraconstitutional practices, or some other indirectly observable practices that are not formalized. We would like to mention that we do not claim that this is an exhaustive list of all the tools, all the strategies that the president can use. In fact, we would really like to uncover more by looking at different countries. We also acknowledge that these tools can be used at some times, but not others. So this is just our starting point. Our project focuses on three regions 
nine countries, three countries in each region. We look at three countries in Latin America, Brazil, Chile, and Ecuador. We also take three countries from post-communist region, Armenia, Russia, and Ukraine. And finally, we really wanted to include the African continent, and we're including three countries from Africa, which is Benin, Kenya, and Malawi. The project hopes to make two contributions, theoretical and empirical. Let me give you a little bit of introduction to the data that will be used to present our first preliminary results. We have collected three types of data. We interviewed members of, par we interviewed members of parliament in the nine countries. Our sample consists of 350 interviews. We tried to construct a sample we would, which would be representative of the parliament that we were working on. So we tried to get 60% from the members of the coalition, 40% from the members of the opposition. So anytime in the first coming uh, presentation that you will hear the results and see the numbers, this is the sample that will be used in each presentation. We also tried to make sure that we have a representation of different parties within the group. So different parties in the coalition and also have a representation of different parties in the opposition. Can I go back? Mm -hmm. One more? Mm -hmm. Thanks. We have also looked at the number of objective indicators, what we call them. We tried to collect data on the legislative process in all, three in all nine countries. The legislative data includes, just to give you a little bit of flavor, the composition, the membership of the coalitions over time, the composition, the membership of the cabinets over time. We've also collected data on how successful different presidents have been in advancing their agenda, how successful they were in passing their bills. We've also collected a set of case studies where we tried to dig a little bit deeper and to look how exactly different tools have been used. Why some, used, uh, why some tools have been very successful and others have failed. Finally, just to give you an overview, a quick overview, we interviewed different number of members of parliament in different countries that primarily depended on the size of the legislature. We have three very large legislatures, which include Brazil, Russia, and Ukraine, which accounts for a larger sample of 50 members. We have a medium legislatures in Malawi and Kenya, and finally a bit smaller one in the rest of the countries. So the total of the interviews that we will be able to present to you today should be 350. A little bit in our questionnaire, um, the, we started the project by drafting the question we would like to ask members of parliament to help us understand the functioning. How does the coalitional governance works in different countries? We have two structured questions, which is questions that allow for predetermined answers, and we, try, and we asked the members of parliament to pick an answer. And we had 10 questions, which were what we call semi-structured questions, where they could just answer without predetermined options. We have different categories of questions that we ask, ranging from how would they understand and define a coalition to different powers and strategies the president can use 
and which ones are more successful and which ones have failed. Finally, since we work in nine countries, we had to translate the questionnaire in multiple languages. So we ended up with the questionnaire in seven foreign languages in three alphabets. So this is a quick overview of the project and a quick introduction to the data. And I'll be followed right now by my colleague, um, Dr. Paul Chastin, who will present um, the findings, the very preliminary report of our findings in the post-communist countries. Thank you very much. <laughs>